0: The professional's choice.
1: So this podcast was scheduled, then it was unscheduled, then it was scheduled, then it was unscheduled. And I'm like, you you know what? I got to get this done. So I went on HVAC Hub and I'm like, hey, any green techs out there want to get on a call like right now? And um, I don't know if I worded it exactly that way. Isaias Montes, he um, he answered first. And I'm like, yep, you're perfect. Now, he had a little bit more experience than what I initially was looking for, but I'm glad that um, he was the one that answered for various reasons. Now, I've seen Isaiah going through Facebook in, in, in all the different groups that pertain to HVAC over the last while year couple of years asking tons and tons and tons of questions he's he's been razzed a bit for some of them by some techs and he's been also given information and the fact that he puts himself out there like that to ask these questions tells me the kid wants to learn and he wants to be the best and he just wants to keep getting better okay you'll hear us talk about that um during the podcast um the other thing I was I was going to mention here is I was, I was trying to get like a, a super, super green um, person that just started in the trade. Okay. Um, but I'm kind of glad that we talked to Isaias because he gave us a little bit more insight because he's been in the trade for a little bit longer than just a few days. He gave us some insight on in how we get from from wanting to get into the trade, what it's like to go to school, coming out of school, what it's like to look for a job, what it's like to have a job and be in the trade for a little while, and the feelings and the fears and the frustrations and all the emotions that you go through um, as you're kind of starting out. So it's a good podcast. I really enjoyed talking to Isaiah, and I can tell the kid is gonna do great things in this industry. He's going to be a wealth of knowledge I'm telling you that right now. He really, really is because he absorbs it all and he asks all the right questions. So let's get to it. This is the HVAC Know-It-All podcast and I'm your host, Gary McCready. So what is happening at True Tech Tools this week? Well, they have a company they sell products for called RetroTech. Now the heading at the top of the page says the preferred blower door duct testing, and air tightness testing tools. Now, they got like, um, you know, if you want to do an air tightness test on a home, you kind of set up this um, contraption at the door, and then force air into it. They got all kinds of stuff like that. I mean, this stuff isn't cheap either. It's it's expensive, but if you own your own company, and you need to do this type of testing, it might be something uh, worth looking into. So, if if you want to check it out, guys, it's trutechtools.com forward slash blower doors and duct testers. Uh, the company is RetroTech, and they got a few different products on there that will help you do this testing, door duct testing and air tightness test. So check it out, guys. So, Testo have become famous for their digital manifolds and their smart probes and their combustion analyzers, but they do have a large lineup of air testing equipment. Like I'm on the, the website right now, um, they got tons of stuff like the the, the 410i Vane Anemometer, um, the 417 Rotating Vane Anemometer. They have the Testo 420 um, Flow Hood Airflow Hood. Or, like uh, checking airflow at diffusers. They have all kinds of um, pressure differential meters. So, you guys got to go onto their website and really check this stuff out. I will actually leave a link to the page I'm on right now um, with all these air testing instruments. Really cool stuff, guys. Um, not just smart probes, not just manifolds, not just leak detectors. They got some other cool products as well um navac has actually a really cool um promo it starts um i believe it's already started actually and it runs through august 31st 2019 so basically you trade in your old recovery unit working or not um and you receive a hundred dollars off a new navac nrdd If you guys follow me on social media, I've done a couple of posts, a couple of pictures, a little video just demoing um, the front um, and and how it kind of works. And there's a little heading here or a little caption straight up over the counter. No annoying forms, no waiting for a rebate check, blah, 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 blah. So that's pretty cool. Just take your old recovery unit, slap it on the counter at whatever supplier carries NAVAC. Okay, they're going to give you $100 off a brand new NRDD, which is very fast, um, very forward thinking machine. Very, very cool. I I have one that they sent out to me um, for demoing purposes, and, and I love it. I really, really like it a lot. Um, Series 41, Series 41 gauges by Yellow Jacket. They've been like a staple for many, many techs, for many, many years. I have like three sets, or four, or five maybe. Um, and I rebuilt one on a YouTube video, which is very cool. It was a very cool experience to rebuild it. Um, just bring that brass manifold um, body and then put all brand new parts in it. It felt very refreshing to do that. But just just be aware that your stepping stone to the digital um, the digital world, it can be done with the series 41 digital set from yellow jacket. So basically it's the digital manifold, but instead of the, um, the compound gauges screwed on with the needle, right? You guys call them analog. It's got a digital gauge on it. Very, very, um, cool stuff. Kind of, like I said, you're stepping stone potentially to the digital world. So you can head over to, um, yellowjacket.com product or forward slash product forward slash series 41 digital manifold and check that stuff out. Now, we need to deal with the misconception of internal sealants. Everybody, I shouldn't say everybody, but the majority of people still think that you add it and it's going to clog everything up. Yes, the polymer based sealants have been known to do that. That's why you have to move away from polymer-based and focus more on oil-based. And you hardcore refrigeration techs that learn from the old the old dudes from the 50s, refrigerant and oil are the only things that go in a system. Well, um, Cool Air products, their internal sealant is oil-based. It's an oil-based product. And I mentioned many times before, it seals a leak by passing over it um, by way of mechanical action similar to the way blood seals a cut. It doesn't harden. It doesn't um, clog up TX valves or orifices or get in your tools and damage them. I know this because I've had my testal gauges on many systems sorry I shouldn't say many systems many times on a few systems that I've added this stuff to. And I don't have a problem with my gauges. I haven't had a problem with the systems either. So just keep that in mind, just be educated when you're going to do this kind of stuff. Polymer-based reacts to air and moisture. Oil-based doesn't react, it's not chemical reaction, it's a mechanical action. So keep that in mind guys. The last thing we need to talk about, I posted up a, uh, a little uh, screenshot that I got from Josh at House Call Pro. And it was an actual screenshot of what a tech sees on the phone. It had like on my way, an on my way button. You hit that and it sends a message to the customer. And it had like a, a picture of the house, the address. Um, when you start the call, you hit start. When you're done, you hit end or whatever it said, it was, it was something similar to that. Um, but it's, it's pretty cool and it's pretty simple. It's pretty, pretty simplified. And I posted that picture on three different platforms or sorry, two different platforms, but, uh, Facebook in a group and on my page. And the feedback from techs is that house call pro is a very, very good platform and a lot of techs enjoy using it. So guys, check the, check it out. If you want, there's a free demo, there's like a free first month, and there's like, if you use my landing page, you get the first month for like $19, okay? That landing page is housecallpro.com forward slash HVAC know-it-all. What's up, buddy?
0: Hey, man, what's up?
1: Um, well, I had, uh, I had a podcast lined up and just, just to give you full disclosure, I asked the the question a couple of days ago, I, I wanted somebody green, like very, very green. And I know you've been in the industry for more than a few months or more than a couple of years, but, um, I wanted somebody very green they um, they backed out on me, so I, I put out the uh, the post just now. Who wants to talk now? And you were the first one to respond, so I, I thank you for that, and I thank you for um, offering your your time to to be on the podcast. Uh
0: huh. Well, well, thank you for having me, man. I uh, yeah, I saw the post and uh, kind of thought, you know, might as well. You know, I have nothing to do right now. I'm just driving, so
1: so. I'm here for you, man. so so first and foremost, be careful as you're driving, man. You, <laughs> we don't want you getting hurt or into an accident or whatever. So, um, stay safe. But, so how how long you been in the field? Because th- we got to start the conversation <clears throat> here as to, um, I guess, how long. And then I want to know what made you get into the field. So, it's about three years for you, right?
0: Yeah, uh, th- one of these. Coming months, it's gonna be like the next month or two. I'm gonna hit my exact three-year mark. Nice. Um, and then I did, uh, I did a uh, uh, some schooling before that at a technical school. Uh, but the thing that made me want to get into the field was that I needed something to do after high school. Yeah. Uh, I'm only 22 right now, so right a- right after high school, I I tried out college and I ended up not working out for me for certain reasons. Uh, so I just started looking up a bunch of other options and, you know, a lot of trade uh, trade jobs came up um, and I uh, ended up checking out HVAC, uh, watching a couple of videos and it looked interesting to me. Um, so I uh, looked up some schools in the area. I found one that was about 45 minutes away and uh, I went ahead and signed up, went through some processes and it it just happened. I just started going to school and got a job pretty much right after school and I've been working ever since.
1: It's kind of, kind of the same boat I went through or the same boat I rode to get to, um, my first job in the trade right out of high school. I went to a trade school and, um, it was a good experience for me. I, I enjoyed it and I learned a lot. So like what, um, if you don't mind me asking what, how how long was your schooling, and what were they charging for, for the block or the term or, or the semester whatever it was?
0: My schooling was six months, and uh, it, was, uh, it was it was actually it was pretty neat because uh, there's a company in the area that had just opened up a school. So the school that I was going to was not an actual college or anything. It was a, it was a, a kind of like a side business, I like you could say, for an actual physical company. Um, uh, as to how much I paid, uh, I live in California and they have lots and lots of programs and I ended up actually paying zero dollars for my schooling and that program not only just paid for my schooling, but it also, it also gave me uh, gas money and, uh, uh, and, uh, food money every single day. Um,
1: wow. School. That's, that's incredible, um, man.
0: I, I literally paid nothing.
1: <laughs> so, for anyone that's in California that's starting out as a tech, possibly are these programs still in place right now?
0: I don't know. It's been three years. Uh it's possible with Trump in office where he might have removed the program, but I, I wouldn't know. That's starting <laughs> to get like more more political.
1: You're getting <laughs> all you, yeah, yeah, you're getting all political on me now. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So that that's cool. So you went to school and you didn't pay a dime and you were taught, um, some skills that could land you a job when you were, when you were done. So the process of going from school to your job, how did that go? Did you, um, did you go knocking on doors? Did you send out resumes like via email, fill out applications? How did that all work for you?
0: Um, I actually, uh, the people who, uh, so with a program, you could say, uh, that, uh, helped me go to school. They actually helped with, uh, looking for a job. So they did help me with about one company, uh, uh, to get an interview. And that did happen. Um, but I ended up not going with that company because it wasn't what I wanted to
1: do. Gotcha. Uh,
0: and, And then since that first one didn't work out, um, I kind of went on my own and I started going on job sites like indeed monster and, uh, uh, finding companies out on my own. And, uh, it's the second company that I uh, interviewed with, I I got a job with them. So it it didn't take too long. I was still in school while going through this
1: uh, through this process. That's cool. Do you um, do you mind shouting out your school, or or is that something to be kept to be kept anonymous? I said, do you, do you want to give your give your school a shout out that you went to?
0: Uh, I would rather give the teacher a shout out. His sure, uh, Tim. McCaff I believe it's McCaff McCaff I'm sorry if I say it wrong but Tim he's the one who built this school he's he was an amazing teacher he, he helped me understand a lot of theory but I understand that
1: well you know what that's that's commendable you man to shout out the the person um that taught you so would, would you consider him like a bit of a mentor then yeah yes. that, 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 that's awesome uh,
0: I, yeah, I will still talk to him on occasion. Uh, the cool thing about my school is that, uh, because I already paid for the schooling, I could go back to class, like go back and sit in on classes and, and I do on occasion when I do have time and he's still there and I see him sometimes.
1: That, that's, that's, that's really cool, man. Um, I remember my experience in trade school and I had a few good teachers too. And like it's it's been a while. Like it was nineteen ninety seven, ninety eight when I was in school, and I can still remember certain uh, lessons that I was taught. Like vividly in my mind, I can play them back, and and I attest that to how how well the teachers taught me. You know what I mean? They they were they were smart. They they weren't just memorizing um, the curriculum out of a book. They knew it. They knew it like the back of their hand, and that's why it absorbed in me and probably a whole bunch of other people as well as it did and and how I can remember these lessons till this day I remember the day that funny story the day that parallel and series circuits kind of whacked me on the back of the head and, and I understood them it was we were working on these test boards and um basically they were they were like long um long wires with like Almost like uh, audio plugs on the end of them. You know what I mean? Like speaker plugs or yeah, like or yeah. like headphone plugs. And then we put them into, the, into these slots and they had voltage. It was low voltage um, or sorry, I shouldn't say low voltage. I don't know if it was 24 volts or 120 volts, but it wasn't like something crazy. Um, and, and it was all safe and all that. And I remember the way he explained parallel circuits to me using the jumpers and it clicked and I never forgot. And those are the kinds of things that happen in trade school, I think, that um, prepare you for the field uh, a little bit better. So like, do you, would if, if you were to do it again, would you go back to trade school or would you just jump right into the field?
0: I would go back to trade school. Yeah, good. I think, I, I think it really lays down the foundation and uh, uh, pretty much for to understand everything that is in our field. You know, I'm not, I'm not saying I know every single theory to the foundation of it. You know, there's, there's so much that I still need to learn, but he really, it it really teaches you the basics and you pretty much go from there. Yeah. The way I feel. Yeah.
1: And, And I've always preached the basics and the fundamentals are the most important because if you know the basics and the fundamentals, you can solve any problem because, um, the problem is basically, it, it it is the basic and fundamentals. There might be there might be paths that, that take you away from it a little bit, but as long as you stay on that fundamental path, the problem can be solved. I mean, they do get more complicated at times, and that's um, that's something you just got to deal with. But like you said, the basics um, y- you need to know those very very well in order to be successful. So, how about like once, once you first started into the, uh, the industry, like your first year, like we got (laughs) to, we got to get all your feelings out here. (laughs) So how did you feel when you first entered into the field? Like, were you, did you have fear? Were you scared, nervous, excited? Like what was going on?
0: I was, I was really scared. Um, no, I, I don't want to say scared. Um, I was, I felt unprepared, um. I remember, I'm kind of going backwards, but I remember during tech school, uh, my training, I thought it was for so long. Like I was like in the middle of schooling and I thought it was so long. But then at the end of schooling, I was like, oh no, I didn't have enough time. Uh, I Like I still want to train more and at school. Uh, so when I went and got my first job, I was still in that mindset where I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. I'm not prepared. But eventually as I started getting more hands-on seeing stuff, and you know you're seeing stuff and tracing it back to the basics that's when i started getting more comfortable
1: yeah no no it makes it makes a lot of sense i mean and how was how was the like i find a company it runs like shit runs downhill so whatever happens at the top it kind of flows down so I mean, I, I'm not asking you to talk smack or whatever about about your company or your boss, but it, I don't, I'm not even know. I don't even know how you feel about <clears throat> that person. But like, how how was the culture in, in the company when you started? Like, was there was the boss just an owner, or w- <clears throat> was the boss a tech did Did they have a mechanical background? Like, how did that how did that all fall into place?
0: The my boss was just an owner okay it was just an
1: owner. now how, how did that how did that affect um or how does that affect the, the way that you learned getting into the um getting into the trade did he have people in place like service managers and um lead techs or foreman or anything like that that would kind of do the training and and take the take the reins on that uh
0: with that boss um I really didn't get too much training. Okay. I was more of, a, I have to make the money if I want to stay there. Yeah. I think, you know.
1: Yeah. So, so you have a different boss now. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. So how how is this new new boss?
0: This new boss, um, well, well I actually, um I just started working here about a month and a half ago. So oh, I'm okay. Very, I, he's, he was a tech as well. And I, I I looked up to him. I don't get to see him much because I work at a very large commercial company. Gotcha. Uh, uh, but when I, the chances that I get did see him, he was very, uh, uh, like he motivated me just the way that he spoke. I could tell that he was in my shoes. and, uh, and he, Yeah, I mean, he just really motivated me.
1: I, I'm going to ask you about as as a young as a young guy how i'll I'll ask you about it in a minute but i was going to ask you how as a young guy you'd want to be trained how you want to be treated and and how how people within your company with experience can kind of alleviate your fears and build your confidence right um man i lost my <laughs> i lost my train of thought um but i i think i was going to ask you like um so when you made the switch when you made the switch from, from that company to this one, was it because you were looking for a better place to learn because you weren't getting the, um, the education you thought you were getting at the last place?
0: Um, yes, that, that is part of it. But when I made, when I left my first company, it was (coughs) because of that, but mainly it was because, uh, because they weren't allowing me to grow. Um, as fast at that company. Gotcha. I wasn't. I wasn't really trusted too much by the boss. Um, but I, I would prove for myself. hmm I had to go out and, you know, find somewhere where they would trust me. You know.
1: Yeah, tr- trust is a huge thing. I mean, if if you don't feel you're trusted by your superiors at a company you you feel like you're always looking over your back um and that's not a good feeling um it's not a good feeling at all so going going back to the question I I did want to ask you so as a as a young guy coming in to a trade where I mean it's not easy to learn this trade it's it's very difficult there's a lot of ins and outs there's a lot of different equipment that's that's out there that you have to learn um what what is your method of of how of wanting to be, or or, or how you want to be trained. Do you, do you want do you want like a hard nosed guy, hard nosed tech, always in your face, um, or do you want somebody with a little bit more um, passionate approach, someone that has a little bit more patience, and and kind of guides you rather than yells at you and, and chucks wrenches at your <laughs> at your head. You know what I mean?
0: Right, right. Um, I to me. Personally, I don't think it would matter. Um, I would just want the person training me to, uh, I guess, be at the top of the game. Um, you could say um, I always want to learn from the
1: best. Well, that's 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 very commendable of you because learning from the best. Um, if you learn from the best, you're going to pick up things along the way, um, and you would take you would personally take any. Kind of aggression towards you, and just kind of brush it off as long as you were learning. Is that kind of what you're saying?
0: Yeah, yeah. I I've been in those situations before, and I just I would just you know I just keep my mouth shut and I do what he says. So.
1: Yeah, yeah. So I I've trained. I don't know. I shouldn't say. I guess it is training. <clears throat> like I, I've I've never been a formal trainer of apprentices, but I've always been given apprentices to go work with. And I need to show them things. And 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 for me, um, I don't know. I I take a, a patient approach with um my apprentices. Like I don't I don't yell at them ever. I mean I've been yelled at and I didn't like the way I was treated, and I, I found that if I was yelled at, if wrenches were being chucked at my head, like I'm not saying (laughs) they ever were, but if it ever got to that heated point, I would just, I would just, the, the tense, um, the muscles would tense up and I wouldn't be able to think. And if I'm not thinking I'm rushing and I'm making a mistake. And I, I've always found that a more, um, patient approach as far as I'm concerned, being trained was, was always the way I enjoyed it. Um, but let, let me tell you this before that happens, before that happens, before that training takes place by that tech to me, I need to go through the motions and I need to, to get aggravated and frustrated, um, because I'm checking stuff and I'm not really getting anywhere. But as I'm going through these motions of checking stuff, I'm actually learning. You don't know it at that, at that point, you don't, you don't really know that you're learning and taking all this stuff in, but you really are. And then when that tech shows up to kind of alleviate your stress a little bit because you're not getting anywhere. And then he'll go through the steps that you went through. Right. But they'll take you through it again. And then at the end, they'll be like, this is the problem. And you'll be like, oh my God, like I was so close. I was one wire away or, or one, one, I put my jumper on there or that part should have went there. And it kind of, it kind of starts to click. So in your experience, are, are you finding that being on your own and struggling a little bit actually helps you become better? Uh
0: yes. That's good. Yes, because I
1: was hoping to hear I that.
0: Go, when I when I am in that situation, um, I, I I don't know how everyone does their own process, but usually when I'm in a situation that I haven't been in before, I don't understand something. And I'm having a hard time, I will kind of pretty much check everything. And as while I'm checking stuff, observing that looking at that stuff, I uh, it starts to make sense. and and eventually I figure I figure things out. And then the next time it's a lot quicker.
1: Yeah, that's right. So
0: if that kind of if that kind of answers what what you're asking me.
1: Yeah. Yeah, so go, go, yeah, going through the motions y- you learn and then the next time you do it you learn from any mistakes you've made or or the the length of time it took you. So going back to when you first started up until now, how often would you say that you're working by yourself?
0: About 90% of the time I'm by myself.
1: Okay, so next question is because this was this this would be my fear for new guys and it was my fear when i first started did you have somebody that you could call if you were in trouble with something if you couldn't figure something out
0: uh, yeah but for a majority of the time i heard, yeah i i had someone that i could call and, and get help from over the
1: phone okay that, that that's good see when i first started it's hard right because you don't know anybody um really you don't know anybody and you haven't made these um friendships or bonds or connections or 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 whatever whatever you call them within the company and and i'd have to call my boss and he would just say okay call this person because it would be that person's site or building right and then uh this person (laughs) they barely know me right because it seemed at the time when I first started, the senior guys, they wouldn't talk to like the new apprentices. They, you just kind of stand off by yourself alone and they would have their conversations. So you'd call them up and you you didn't really have this um, connection through conversation because they, they barely knew you. So it was always difficult to get any help in the beginning without feeling, um, without feeling like stress or feeling this angst over the phone. That that you were interrupting them or bugging them within their day or their work. Like, did th- did you ever feel like that? <clears throat>
0: uh, yeah, yeah, um, yeah,
1: yeah. Th- I think that's I think that's normal to, to to feel that way, especially when you're new. But like now that you've been in the trade now for three years, that that kind of stress is kind of alleviating from you a little bit, right? Because now you got more experience. And and now when you call people up, even though you're new at the company you're at, you still can speak with a little bit more confidence and give them more detail um, of what you need help with and you're working on, right?
0: Yeah, that's
1: right. Yeah, okay. So, I mean, going forward, like, what is, like, what is your goal here? Like, what, what do you, obvi- obviously you want to, oh, actually, I should, I should retract for a minute. So. In California, do you have to work towards a license or do you just, um, go to schooling and then you're in a company and then that's it? Or do you have to work towards something?
0: Um, so far in my experience, um, in doing commercial HVAC and refrigeration, the only license that I needed was, uh, to be EPA certified, okay. um. I'm not sure how it is on the large industrial commercial scale, Um, so I can't answer that question
1: um, 100%. Okay, so I'm in Canada and we don't have EPA certification. So just to clarify, that is just to handle refrigerants, right?
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, so once you have that certification and you can handle refrigerants, you can be hired within a company. Is that correct? Yeah. Okay. All right. So back to my question then. So what what is your your, your main goal here um, after getting into the trade and working for three years? Like, w- what are you trying to work towards?
0: Uh, I'm trying to work toward a uh, like a position as uh one day be a chiller uh, mechanic.
1: Okay, um, that's cool.
0: That, that's the ultimate goal right there.
1: So, when you say chiller, are you talking about like centrifugal type chillers, or does it matter?
0: Yeah, centrifugal. Just, I guess it's, uh, yeah, centrifugal chillers. Yeah.
1: Yeah that that would be that would be like a some high end stuff and um, you should go back and listen. I don't know if 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 you listen to it or or not, but. About a month ago, um, I did a, a podcast with a uh, a really great uh, female tech. Her name is Brandy Ferentz, and she's a chiller technician in Toronto. And that podcast was phenomenal. She gave us a lot of good information um, on how the chillers work and, and the maintenance they do with them. And uh, she's a really great girl, and it was a really good conversation. So you should, if, if that's your goal, I, I would suggest you go check that. That podcast out because there's good info in there.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely will. I will.
1: So the other thing I wanted to ask too. So is is when you got into the trade, did school prepare you for the tools that you had to buy? Did they let you know, hey, you're gonna need this, this, and this, or did you kind of have to figure that out on your own once you got working? and that maybe you'd go to a call and go, oh man, I don't have that tool. Um, Now I gotta go buy it. Like, how did that all work out for you?
0: Uh, My school really didn't prepare me with all the tools. Uh, They provided me with the basic handle gauging uh, meter. Uh, But there was some stuff that I I didn't know that I was gonna need. Uh, Like one of the things, uh, a manometer. Um, I didn't know I was gonna need a manometer. Uh, to check static and gas pressure; uh, those are things that I had to. Uh, when the time came and I needed to test for those stuff, that's when I knew that I needed to get them. So there's been there's been a couple of couple tools that have that came up like that.
1: And and I guess I guess an interesting question um, would be for, for for anyone a new tech or a tech that's been in the trade for 20 years, how much money in the first three years, do you think you've spent on tools for the trade?
0: Uh, a lot.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I,
0: I don't know if it's a lot to others or a lot to me. Um, I break a lot of tools, so I always have to rebuy a lot of it. But I would say anywhere in between maybe four to $7,000 worth of
1: yeah I mean that that seems that seems reasonable. I mean a set of digital gauges, a good set of digital gauges will cost you five hundred bucks um, leak detector, manometer um, a good tool bag, man, a good tool bag filled with decent hand tools is gonna cost you over a thousand bucks so i mean yeah you you get up there really quick and and <laughs> if you're breaking them yeah <laughs> that sucks so does your company, like, I know you're new, so you might not have that um, privilege yet, but th- the company you're working for, do they offer, like, a, a tool allowance or tool re- replacement program if something breaks?
0: Um, They, they allow a tool allowance, um, but I usually don't take advantage of that. I usually uh, just buy my own
1: stuff. Yeah. I I could see why you'd want to do that. I mean, just because you start using their their tool allowance, then it, it feels like you 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 owe them. <laughs> it feels like you owe them favors, right? <laughs> so, by buying your own tools, I mean you you kind of you're, you're kind of etching out your your own path there. So, I mean that that's really cool. And and I I do notice. And I have noticed that you're part of a lot of the um, the HVAC groups on Facebook, and and I wanted to commend you for the the amount of questions that you've asked that over the last couple of years has been great, man. And, and I know and and I know you've taken some slack for them, but I just want to tell you that anytime you take slack for a question you don't know, just buy just bypass that person. Don't even give them the time of day because I ask a lot of dumb questions too and and some people will harp on me for it but i i don't care if i don't know i'm gonna ask i'm gonna learn
0: right right and and that's why i ask those questions it's funny that that you mentioned that because uh, i know a lot of people are gonna know uh they're gonna if they see my profile they're gonna know who it is because i asked what uh, i just ask a lot of questions and
1: yeah and and and, and, it's,
0: and in, in the end, I if someone thinks it's a dumb question or a good question, I'm winning because the more the more that I hear people speak, that's the more information that I'm getting. Oh that, so that that's the way that I see it.
1: That's that's incredible that you said that at at, at your at your age, man. Um, that's a very mature response because information is golden. I mean information is golden to, to anybody that wants to learn, but Especially in this trade, the more you know, that the better, the safer you're going to be, the better you're going to be at your job. And even if you have, let's say you have 40 comments, 20 of them are good, solid comments, and the other 20 are terrible comments. Um, you can still learn from those terrible comments. Um, you can take a positive out of it as a way not to respond to people, a way not to act, and it it just shows people's maturity a lot of the times and 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 then you take the good comments and you're like man these are the people that that I want to strive to be like I don't want to be like these guys because if you want to be a top-notch chiller tech I mean you got to look at the positives and you you got to take all that good information and process it and turn it into something good right and uh I I'm, I'm really uh, it's really great to see you asking these, these types of questions all over, all over Facebook. And uh, like I said, I I commend you for it, man. It's, it's especially online. It's very brave to ask a question on these groups that are filled with, um, egos and so-called super techs and just assholes that, that want to try to turn you into a laugh. So it's very brave and very commendable that, that you do that.
0: Mhm. Well, thank you.
1: Yeah, no problem, man. It it just shows it just shows that you want to be better than everybody else, and anybody that's listening, yeah. that's been in the trade for whatever. I don't know, I don't care how long you've been in the trade twenty years, thirty years, you can always get better. You can always improve. You can always learn, and you can always advance yourself. We don't have to stay in the same place. We don't have to become stale. Um, we can always look at at new ways and 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 new tools and and different. Methods of doing things. You agree with that?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. So
1: are you are you a fan? I, I got to ask you this question because um, there's uh, there's a lot of a lot of people on the fence. There's I find the younger generation is a fan, and the older generation is not, or they're kind of back and forth. Are you a fan of all the new digital tools, the ones that use apps and Um, digital gauges, and anything that's kind of based on a mobile device to help you through your job? Are you a fan of that stuff?
0: Right now, I am not a fan. Really? Um, eh? Yeah, I I do have some tools that I can use with the app, and they have their uses. But if I were to choose where if I can only use one, it would be the old school way. I, I don't have the high fancy uh, gauges yet. Uh, I still rock my uh, my yellow jacket. Um,
1: Series forty gauges. ones.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. They're they're in the back right here. I, I can't read. <laughs> uh, and I mean, the way I take super heat is with my meter and a little uh, little tape uh, type broke. Uh I do the math. Uh, that's just the way that I prefer to do it. Uh, I do think one day I will eventually get into it, but until then, um, I just prefer the older way. That's just my way.
1: Yeah, that's uh, that. That is actually um, that's mind blowing to me that that you said that because I thought for sure that you would be um, right into the apps and and, and all the new stuff.
0: For, for me, I just feel it. It might take a little longer sometimes. For for me, I pop out my phone, set everything up, as to just kind of diving into it and getting your readings and seeing stuff. Uh, um, I'm not sure if that's how it is. I, I mean, I've never, like I said, I haven't really gotten too big into the into using apps. You know, so I can't really say.
1: Well, I I'll tell you that before I used a digital gauge um I was always skeptical too like um why would I need that um why can't I just use this one but over the last two to three years I've been actually I've actually had the privilege to try a lot of new tools that have apps attached to them and and I see a true benefit to a lot of it um some, some of it, yeah, it might be gimmicky, um, but there is a lot of stuff out there that, that you can tell the manufacturer has put a lot of time into um, research and development. They've put a lot of money into it, and it actually has come out the other end being a valuable tool. So, I mean, once you get to the point where you want to try this stuff, um, you, will find, you will find out quickly which ones help you and which ones don't it you 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 will find that out very very quickly and one of the ones that that for me right away i saw a, a a complete straight up benefit was using a set of digital gauges i just it blew my mind how efficient and easy it was to hook up the clamps and the hoses and see everything on one screen because the way i used to do it i would be taping um, like a type K thermocouple to a suction line and the tape wouldn't stick because it'd be sweating. And it was just, just a pain in the butt. And then when I got, then then when I got my testos and I finally used them, I'm like, man, this is so cool. Like I loved it. Like it made me excited to, to grab them and put them on a unit. It was, it was phenomenal. It was just, it was very impressive.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I'm sure pretty soon I'm going to be diving into that, into that, uh, those part of the tools. I just, I guess uh, I really need the motivation to do it. (laughs) I guess I just, I see that my, my old school, you could say old school way works. So, I mean, why try another way? But I mean, it, it, it really does improve production. um,
1: Oh yeah. The old, the old, old school, old school. Yes. Old school way still works. Still works. I mean, if if you want to get the point a to point b you can still <laughs> you can still hop in a horse and carriage and and take it to the grocery store if you want but i'm just kidding i'm just kidding but yeah it, the old school way still works but there are there are been advances in the uh in the industry that have been very very positive and have hel- helped a lot of techs actually um become better techs i mean you still have to know how to use the tools Don't get me wrong. You you have to have intelligence and base knowledge, but I feel the tool just helps you become a little bit more efficient. And if you're more efficient, you're better. That's, that's just my take on it. So what'd you think? Told you the kid wants to learn. He wants to advance and, um, his answers were thoughtful most 22-year-old kids don't have thoughtful answers. I mean, I probably wouldn't have when I was 22. I wouldn't have um, been able to answer some of the questions that, that I asked, that I would have asked myself as a 22-year-old. Isaiah's, um, like I said, the, the kids all over social media on Facebook asking tons and tons and tons of questions. And the fact he gave his teacher, his mentor a shout out, right? Um, He's been alone 90% of the time for the first three years in the industry. So he's been through, he's been through um, what I would call a good, a good start, a good basic um, entry level start to the trade. I mean, this trade takes years and years and years to learn. And he wants to be a chiller mechanic and I guarantee you he will be because I can tell in his voice, he's got the drive. I can tell in, in the way he operates his MO online as I, as I observe, um, he's going to do good things. He's going to do great things, but that's the end of the podcast guys. Um, I'm out. I'm going to try to enjoy a week of holiday. Uh, what is it? It's Thursday night. I'm on holiday next week. I'm going to try and enjoy a week of holiday, Um, but I'll be online, listening, watching, posting some some random stuff. Anyway, guys, I'm out. Happy HVACing.